Summit Medical Group is the largest physician-owned multi-specialty medical group in New Jersey. Now helping you live well and stay well with SMG Radio. Here's your host, Melanie Cole. If you suffer from painful migraine headaches, you're not alone. About 12% of the U.S. population gets them. Migraines are recurring attacks of moderate to severe pain. My guest today is Dr. Leonid Topper. He's a pediatric neurologist at Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Dr. Topper. So migraines, pounding headaches, people get headaches here and there. How do you know if something is really considered a migraine? Well, uh, many people indeed do get occasional headaches, and uh, legitimate causes for headache, which can occur to any person, is a situation of sinusitis or fever or head trauma. However, recurrent headaches, especially severe, would not occur to any person. They usually occur to people with certain genetic predisposition. Migraine is a disorder of brain excitability, so brain cells respond differently to different stimuli, and in the beginning of migraine attack, go to temporary shutdown, so patients may experience fatigue, yawning, malaise, salt craving, and some other subtle, almost unnoticeable symptoms. And later, brain cells perk up and start firing stronger so people can see streaks in the visual fields, uh, fields, lines, uh, flashes of light, and then it all culminates with a severe pounding headache, often with nausea or vomiting, and sometimes with sensitivity to light and noise. So this particular pattern affects only 12 to 20% of general population, and that's very distinct from any other types of headaches. Well, since migraine is one of the third most prevalent illnesses in the world, Dr. Topper, is this, is this limited to adults? Do children get migraines? And then how do you know that your child is getting one? What do you do for them when they get one? In fact, migraines most typically start in childhood and a typical age is second decade of life between 10 and 20. However, in my practice as pediatric neurologist, I see many much younger children, even from the ages three or even younger, because uh, parents are more concerned and shocked when very young children start developing headaches, and for this reason, they come to medical attention earlier. Even babies can have migraines, such as when a toddler or infant develops episodes of pallor and not feeling right, especially during car rides and maybe some speeding up. Uh, Recurrently, maybe once or twice a month, it takes several years for parents to connect the dots until this very child will become verbal enough to complain of headache during one of these episodes, and then parents understand in retrospect that these early spells were migraines. This is not common, but migraine can start even in, in infancy. So if somebody is suffering a migraine, whether it's child or an adult, is our, our typical NSAIDs, when people have a headache, they typically just go to the Tylenol or the Motrin and take that. But does that work for migraines? In uh, mild to moderate cases, it works well. In more severe cases, it is recommended to see physician to be diagnosed and to be prescribed um, 
depending on the age, more potent uh, but also safe medications such as triptans. Triptans are not a painkillers, but they have a mechanism which interrupt the migraine cycle in the brain, and that allows the migraine to stop. And are there other things that you like people to try? Does putting a cool compress or lying down in a dark room, give us some home remedies people can try for their migraines as well. We usually recommend to have a small snack uh, with uh, calories such as rice crackers or something like that because quite often in children, migraine stems from skipping a meal several hours prior. Usually a full glass of water or a bottle of Gatorade would be another good starting point. Resting in a dark room and possibly applying a cold object like a salad spoon or cold compress to forehead for entire five minutes can help a lot in many cases. But at the same time, parents need to consider that migraine headache is severe pain. So for this reason, if the child needs non-steroidal over-the-counter medicines such as Tylenol, or if they prescribed triptan like Imitrex, that should be given also as early as possible if this headache behaves like becoming severe. And how long typically do migraines go on? How long does this headache last? In adults, it can go for many hours, up to several days, unfortunately. In children, migraines are usually much shorter and can go anywhere between 20 minutes to several hours. Some children have even shorter-lived headaches, which is very typical for migraines that it follows the rule when it comes, it's bad. When it goes away, it goes away completely. So migraine attack is usually very intense, but when it resolves, there is no headache whatsoever. In fact, this is the only headache type commonly encountered in real life which follows this pattern. So when we hear this pattern by history, quite reassuring that this is not a brain tumor or not a case of increased pressure in the head. And if somebody does suffer migraines as a child, does that continue for the rest of their life? Can migraines go away, Dr. Topper? Yes, migraines can behave very differently across the lifespan, and in some people they may have severe but very infrequent attacks, and in some people in adolescence and college years, it can increase in frequency substantially. It is typical that in the fourth, fifth decade of life, migraines start subsiding, but not always this is the case. And what about triggers? What do you tell your patients about triggers or something that might stimulate that migraine attack? Are there certain triggers people can look out for? Absolutely. In adults, triggers are multiple and may involve diets such as alcohol and certain foods such as certain types of cheese, peanut butter, chocolate, uh, exposure to certain smells and perfumes, flickering light at the work site, and so on. Sleep deprivation is a huge common denominator for migraine triggering at any age. However, in school-age children, I usually refer to two most common potent triggers. There are children with migraines who are very sensitive to the school year itself, whatever is involved in that, such as sleeping less than during summertime, stressed out more, being more on a schedule, 
uh, having more physical activity due to seasonal sports. So we call it school year pattern, which blend of many other triggers related to the typical school year, which is intense nowadays. Uh, there are children who are sensitive to hot and humid weather in the summer. And there are unfortunately children who are sensitive to both. So when the school year is over and triggering of migraine might go away, the summer comes and it continues. So these are the most common triggers in children. And what do you doctors do for someone with migraines that fail to respond to some of the treatments and lifestyle changes and modifications you've discussed? Well, in some hard-to-treat cases, we're always looking for some bottlenecks or obstacles in migraine care. And common obstacles are anxiety or depression untreated. And we also look for sources of stress. For example, in many children with migraine, when the treatment doesn't go well, we discover school problems and undiagnosed problems such as attention problems, learning disabilities, bullying, uh, or just avert anxiety, which is nonspecific. In other children and adults, we find sleep apnea or medication overuse. So these are common reasons when the treatment doesn't go well. But when we eliminate this uh, situations, vast majority of migraine sufferers can be helped with preventative medicine, which is usually either a supplement or prescription medicine, which can be given on a daily basis. And in a matter of several weeks, it start decreasing headache frequency. That's really great advice. So wrap it up for us with your best advice about migraines and why patients should come to Summit Medical Group for their care. Migraines are very painful and disruptive for the lifestyle. Uh, children in mid-childhood and pre-college age really need to get this under control and learn how to manage this before they hit the college or workforce because college age and young adults who start working are rapidly exposed to many more stressors and triggers such as sleep deprivation, and so forth. So if migraine is not controlled by then, they have way less time and less opportunity to get it under control. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Topper. You're listening to SMG Radio, and for more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.